This is SAFM. 27 minutes to 5 o'clock. No, we got Sis Ruth uh, sounding better now. Sis Ruth? Yeah, yeah. Ah, so. there we go. There we go. Asiki, um, the, um, you're the director of the Akona Teens Leadership Foundation, and of course, you have a consulting firm called Masikite. Why Masikite? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, in those days, back in the days where it was difficult to register a company, yeah. I got it through a friend. A friend just said, you know what, you can use this company. After I was retrenched and I didn't know what to do, and he said, "No, man, you can just get, take this company and use it as yours." And, get, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's just a name. Yeah, I, I heard it means let's celebrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Chongole. Yeah, boy. yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, retrenchment. I mean, you were in a in, in in a sector that a lot of people wouldn't expect there would be retrenchments. I mean, in IT and of course risk management. As something that a lot of companies invest a lot of money in and uh, a lot of uh, money in terms of skills. How did that happen? What happened? Actually, you're right. I, I, it never crossed my mind that uh, the word retrenchment can be in my vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, when companies go through crisis, the first thing they think of chopping is all the support functions, you know, like risk management, change management, all this. Yes. Yeah. And and it hit me. And risk risk space was was hit so hard in the IT space. Yeah. And uh, I was chopped. Yeah. Unbelievable. But it happened. And then what happened after that? Did you already have an idea as to what to do? Not really. Mm. I was very scared. Very scared. Actually, I never thought I would be. For me, it was like, if you've gone to school, you've got a qualification, you're okay, you're safe, you know. And it hit me. And before, I think I was the first one on the list. Yeah. yeah. And, and I could not believe it. It was, I was never ready for it. And... um I realized that when you you scared, you 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 realize how how strong you are. You don't know how strong you are until you find yourself in that space where you don't know what to do. Mm. So, out of that, I realized that. But this is not the life that I want to go back to the employment sector where I have got a formal job, a proper job. But because then they can chop you anytime they want. Mm. So I knew there and there that you know what. I want out. There has to be something better than this. And this is how I started. Yeah. And, and did you start with the foundation first or did you do other things that eventually led to the foundation? The the foundation is the latest. I started with the business. Uh, I started Masikide where we focusing on providing business advisory uh, to small businesses. Uh, I worked very closely with SEED. Uh, Indalo Inclusive in South Africa is an international organization, but mm. they're using Indalo here in South Africa. Yes. That's where I was trained, and uh, we're working with women in rural areas as Masigide. We support them and provide them with mentorship and support. And then later on, uh, my son passed on. And, uh, Sorry to hear that. Yeah. And I wanted to be out of business again. But uh, that's when I thought, you know what, there's more to this than just sitting and feeling sorry for myself. And I started the foundation. Is that in his name? Yes, it is. It's Akona Teens Leadership Foundation. We're focusing on, on teenage boys. Uh, he was 16 when he passed on. He passed on uh, 2017. 
it's very yeah. recent. Yes, yeah, 2017, I think it was 29th of June. So I thought, I mean, I've been feeling sorry for myself. It's been very hard. I also wanted to get out of business because I thought, you know what, I don't, I don't have a reason to leave. Like I felt, that's it. That's the end of it. Mm. But then one day I realized that there's more to life than just uh, laying there and then thinking it's over. And um, his death brought a lot of meaning. It, it, it changed my priorities and my purpose in life because I realized that whilst we all chasing after money, there are very important things, our families. And you only, only realize when your loved ones are gone, when he... He passed on. That's when I realized that, yo, there's, there's just more to this life than mm. just running after money and, and helping other people out there. The first people you need to reach out to is your family. She, is that what kept you going, to just appreciating that there's more to life while you were dealing with this loss, this very heavy loss? Definitely. Um, like I said, that his death brought papers into mm. my life. Mm. And it changed the way I, I, I saw, I looked at people, the way I saw things, even in business, because there are a lot of things that I learned from this, uh, his passing that I still use in business even today, mm. uh, to be tenacious, to be patient with people, and also to think through things. You don't just jump into conclusion and sign off things. Uh, it taught me a lot, a lot of patience like I said to say I need to be patient and, and, and be loving and look beyond people's faces when you see someone when you meet, you meet a person you, you need to see beyond what you see their face to know like this person might be going through stuff as I am you must be one of the few uh, foundations that looks at boys because over time it's always about looking after girls how do people react to that Look, it's a very unusual uh, thing mm. because you agree with me that boys are lately are neglected. We all focused on the girl child to make sure that girls are safe because they're at risk. Yes. And um, it's so sad that we wait until boys are in trouble. When they land in trouble, that's when everybody starts running around to say, uh, when they start using drugs and they in jail and that's when we go like we want to put up programs to help them while they're in jail but i thought uh, my, my my son was was a teenager when he passed on and i thought uh, it would be very nice just to, to to come up with something very different and make sure that we take care of the boy child to make sure that the girl is safe because we know that uh, when we sort out the boys our girls would be safe as well. Mm. Yeah. Is it easy though? Because obviously, we're looking at the youth. They get into adolescence. They get into this rebellious stage. I mean, as a lady as well, one would assume that it, it, it must be more difficult than you would do it with a girl. I agree, yeah. What we have is we've listed, uh, we've got volunteers. It's mostly men. Mm. Yeah, we work very closely with volunteers, people who volunteer to say, look, I want to uh, mentor a, a, a boy child. And uh, as much as I interact with them, we, we're working very closely with uh guys that uh, have been there. They, they can share their own personal experiences with the boys. 
So that's the, the model that we're using. I interact with them, but mostly is the the volunteers that we work with. What, what, what's the approach? Do you have seminars? Do you have uh, workshops? Uh, how, how do you approach this? Because hey, it's it, it's hard to get these young people interested with all these social media and yeah. pressures. Okay, we we started very small. We we targeting high schools in rural areas. Mm. We're really, we're running programs where we we select teenagers that are showing potential of of showing leadership in the schools so we run workshops from them for them and we equip them with uh, we give them educational resources we we get a uh, a uh, speakers to come to talk to them currently we run like three days we, weekend away workshops where we bring all of them and uh, we'll get someone to come and talk to them about social issues, talk to them about issues of trust, uh, self-esteem, and while preparing them for, for their senior high school. For now, we're focusing on your grade 8 and up to grade 10, you know, their junior years, because this is where all the trouble begins. And this is where all the career decisions need to be made as well. Definitely, yeah. And, and and the communities where you operate as well, they must be very pleased that, you know, this kind of service and help is made available to them. Definitely they are, because I think um, we know that while the government has put up uh, programs in place to assist young people, there's, there's still a gap uh, out there. So we're working very closely with other community initiatives uh, because we're not the only ones that are doing all these things. There are other uh, foundations or initiatives in the communities. Yes. So when we all work together, I'm sure we'll be able to to make sure that uh, all these things are realized. We're chatting to the founding director of Akona Teens Leadership Foundation. And of course, uh, she owns a company called Masigide Consulting. That's uh, Sis Ruth um, Tabide. We talk a whole lot more. And of course, if you have any thoughts or questions and if you've worked with her, dealt with her, give us a call on 0891-104-207. Send us your SMSs to 40938 at the cost of 150. You can email me, mandla at sfm.co.za. And of course, uh, we'll take it from there. We talk a whole lot more in in a moment, stay with us. SAFM, leading the conversation. Now, Sister Ruth, um, when you wake up in the morning, when you're not busy out of the office, what happens in your household when you wake up in the morning? Some people wake up to a song. Some people have rituals that they follow. Mm. I, I wonder which ones you follow. I'm a, I'm a Christian. Yeah. So I pray in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, my ritual is that. <laughs> I pray in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about leadership as well. Um pe- people people always find leadership as 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 this thing that is so heavy. It's, it's uh, to a point where if you identify somebody as having leadership qualities, they would shy away from it because they find responsibility is a tough thing. Is this uh, how how do you approach it for young people because young people want to be sometimes in the middle? Yeah. Yeah. I think we we sometimes we over we over say it. The moment you you talk leadership people think it's like what 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 a big word. You have to be someone in the forefront. If you're able to control and ma- manage yourself, for me that is, is is leadership. So we encourage young people 
the teens to, to, to really work on that, to say, look, if you're faced with a situation, if you can control and, and, and manage yourself, these are the things that you need to focus on. You need to know how to, to control yourself around people. And this is how you, as a young man, you should know how to carry yourself on it when you, you do your day-to-day -day, uh, duties. Even at school, this is how you carry yourself. And this is how we encourage them. We, we don't really use the, the big buzzwords because people think, okay, this is not doable. This is not achievable. You need to be like a graduate or be from varsity to, to be talking leadership. So we, we're starting from the bottom to say the little that you, you do, it, it, it's leadership in, in, in its own. You need to learn how to and know how to manage and control yourself. I'm, I'm happy to hear that you have a lot of people volunteering to mentor because uh, most of the time it becomes difficult to find those people. Either because they're, they're selfish about their time, yeah. they always equate time to money yeah. and forget that they can actually uh, give uh, some time, uh, particularly in the rural areas where uh, we need to keep young people in their areas to help them develop as opposed to young people coming to the big cities and never go back home. True, true. I think what, we, what we, we're doing, we, we've got... Um, the Af Akona used to have friends from high school that yeah. we used to go to school with. These are some of the volunteers that we have as well. Uh, yeah, we're also looking to do exchange programs where we'll get these friends from around here. We go into the rural areas. The purpose for doing that is to encourage young people. I remember when I first came to Johannesburg, I, I was shocked by all the things that I saw and uh, language was a barrier. I was not exposed to a whole lot of other things. So what we're trying to do now is to say we will get his friends. We've got also volunteers, uh, some of his friends that have volunteered, that we also take them to the village so that they can interact with the kids, the teenagers in the village, but also want to bring them to town as well. As well, yeah. Yes, yeah. They need to come to town. We take them around, show them where the varsity is, where UJ is, where is vets, just for them to, to get the, the taste and, and the feel of how it's like to be in town. And for me, it's as simple as that, we I'm definite that that will, will, will make such a huge difference. In five years' time, where do you see the foundation going and the programs that it implements, uh, you know, affecting the, the communities you target? I see us uh, growing uh, beyond operating in rural areas as much as we're currently operating there, but also beyond Bumalanga, uh, going to other provinces. But we, we want to create platforms where people would say uh, it's not about the money. Uh, I want to give my time. We would like to have as many volunteers as we can to say they need to reach out to the young men out there. You need to reach out, even if it's not through this foundation as such, but we want to make sure that the environment is, is big enough or allows for people to, to reach out and help others. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Also for volunteers, it's another way to probably eventually showcasing or discovering new skills about themselves. Definitely, I agree. Which, yeah. which they can use later on in life. Yes, yeah. And, uh, do you get enough support, though? Because this takes uh, a lot of planning and, and uh, a lot of cost involved. I agree. When you start, you, you're on your own. But I'm very much positive that in, in future, we'll definitely get a lot of support. When we, when we started, we, 
we're on our own. But also we didn't really have so much expectations because like I said, that when you start a foundation, you're not starting it for others. It's, it's, it's you saying, I commit to to share whatever I have with yes. others. Yeah, because if you start a foundation expecting others to give you, give, give, it has to be you saying, I want to give and give and give out there. And this is also how you attract support and people to come through and help you. Wow. And also, Masikit as a consulting firm, getting good clients, I hope. <laughs> Definitely, yes, we are. <laughs> because we've got to talk business as well. That's true. We've got to talk business because the more business you get, the more time you can dedicate to yeah. the foundation as well. Mm, yeah. yeah. We, we Look, we are growing. We're still small, but we are growing. Like I said, that most of our client base they're in the rural areas. Yeah. Yeah, it's women in the rural areas, but also it, it, it comes from a passion of of wanting to help people out there. And you know people in the rural, th- these are the people that mostly don't have money they only have ideas and you go talk to them at some point you need even to give your money to say here's a 200 rand go register a company so as much as it's about making money we're more on on making sure that women are empowered to take care of themselves i tell you what i heard that uh, people in rural areas even though they don't have money they're the best clients to have because they service better debt better than people in urban areas with a lot more money. I agree, yeah. That science still confuses me, but it's true. I agree. They still have respect, you know. When they have a debt, they know that, like, it, it keeps them awake to say, I need to make sure that I pay it back. I've seen how people try and, and to want to make sure that whatever they've committed to, yes. they fulfill it. And, and that's the culture in the rural areas. Well, that's something you can be proud of. How do we get hold of you, Sister Ruth? We want to do business, maybe we want to sponsor, uh, that type of thing. We want to volunteer. How can people get hold of you so that uh, what you are doing can really, really spread as much as you want to see it? Okay. We can do it via email. Yes. It's uh, ruth.co.za right. or my uh, cell number which is 